With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Boom, we're on. Today's guest, we've got the scheme star, Marvin. How are we, brother? I'm good. It's nice to meet you. Ah, it's nice to meet you. First of all, mate, just thanks for coming on the show. You've made me the headlines over the last 10 years, mate. You've, you were in a show called The Scheme, which won a BAFTA, was watched by millions all in the UK. It shot you into a bit of stardom where everybody got to recognise you. And if I'm honest, the documentary or the series, whatever it was, it made you look fucking nuts. It didn't put Kilmarnock uh, in a good light. It, it made you look the fucking idiots. It made you look... Um, oh Kilmarnock was riddled with junkies and it was badness but it's um you're still here mate you're still here nah, to tell I'm the tale here. you're clean you're out of jail Aye. it's um how have you been lately things have been good things are starting to look up for me I've I've met a a good lassie Sharon Sharon's here with me she's not even feeling well we still still come along the day mm. but eh. Uh, I, the stigma that's stuck with me for that is unbelievable. Uh, they they approached me to do to do a program to to deter youngins from making the same mistakes that I had made, and then that's just known that they were filming me for about two years, and they would always find a way in the house, whether it was a wee clap at the dog, and before I knew it, they talked his way in, and even if I wasn't ready to be. In, in the right frame of mind to speak to him but there's times where he sat for like three hours where I was straight as a die and I was telling him what I'd went through and he waited all these times where he could caught me off guard when I wasn't so straight <laughs> and uh, were they filming you then? aye constantly? Uh, constantly and, and it took two years to make? aye uh, yeah it was it was wild everybody spoke about it I think the first week the first episode was watched by a few hundred thousand but by the second week uh, it had doubled where did you grow up, Marv? I grew up in Onthank. I was born in Long Park. That's just a wee scheme next day, uh, Onthank. Uh, the great upbringing, so I did. My mum my and my biological dad, they, my mum was 19 when she had me. They split up pretty quick. I was about two. Don't really remember much about it. Then my mum met a, a guy that... She couldn't have been luckier. He's a, he's a great guy. He's still there today. Still does everything for me. He's, my, he's like my dad. Uh, he's done everything that a dad should do. My dad was here as, as, as well to an extent to, 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 to the drugs. And that's when he kind of took the hands off a bit because he just, he's, a, he's like a, a man's man, no, if, if you're going to that, you'll be left to deal with yourself, one of the ones. But my stepdad's mayor, as you could, as you would say, the, the mayor that the kind of today, today's man, know what I mean? No, would rather help me try, yeah. try and they took me into the house. They, they, they had bought a house 
uh, just after Glasgow Road, and they took me up there, took me in, tried to detox me, and I was out climbing the fence, and I was just not mad to see such and such. And I promise I'm not doing nothing. I was back in two minutes, and I was coming back, and I was stupidly going up into their bathroom, pure abusing the trust, smoking heroin in their bathroom. What age were you? 19. Was that what I was you, quite a late start of the, the drugs. So you had was, like teenage years. How I, how were you then? Were you in jail or were you in trouble? I'd been in. I I was in once up until I was nineteen, and it was for. I think it was just for. I think it was for a, a theft or something. I can't even remember to be honest. It was only sixty days ago, and it was in the the old moment and there, there wasn't even a window in the place and. I'm in there, it just turned 17. This guy's shouting at night, you're getting slashed in the morning, this is happening in the morning, and I'm like, well, I'm in amongst you. And then I come out, and I got another, I got another YO sentence. I went to Bowman, was there a couple of days, went to Glenoco, and I found that a lot easier because it was mere, it was mere discipline. There was less amount of prisoners, it was mere Ayrshire boys up there where there wasn't some, as much fighting going on and all right. that. Glasgow boys on the schemes. Uh, and PT was mandatory, so you went in. When I went in there, I had, I had just started getting, that was my first time coming off drugs. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was hard, but when I come after them, I, I felt I felt great and I felt motivated and I was like, this is it, this is it. I'm finishing, I'm finishing. Got out. And at that time, I had a, a last year I'd be me if I was 15. I loved her to, to bits. Sharon's the, the, the second last year I've ever loved. I've had other, other girlfriends, as you know. <laughs> no, we'll no touch on that, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but Helen, Oh, sorry, I didn't even, I shouldn't even mention her name, but this last year, anyway, she meant the world to me. First love? Aye, and she would have done anything for me, so she would have anything. And I kept getting, for, I got the jail at 19, come out, promised her the world. Did she take gear or anything? Didn't smoke, didn't drink, didn't, she used to go to the dancing with me, I used to like the party drugs, I used to go to a couple of, I'd be dancing away on night where, she didn't even take a, a vodka. She drank Pepsi all night and she would enjoy herself just as much as I would. So it was all the usual suspects. She started aye. with the Charlie Eckies. Aye. Asher and Tweed. It was never really, it always made me paranoid. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can have done it in my younger years, see like 14 and that, just because my, my pals that I sat with were doing it. But it always made, I, and it was never a, a buzz I liked. Aye. So when you're 19 and you took, was it smart you first took it 19? Yeah. Uh, was it in the jail? It was methadone I took first. In the jail? No, outside. What made you take that? Curiosity, because I was running about with all their boys and I kept saying to them, just come off it, just come off it. And they're saying, it's not as easy as that. And I didn't know nothing about addiction. If I had known anything about addiction, I wouldn't be sitting in the position I was today. I wouldn't have done as many jail sentences as... To be honest, I would have probably married my, my childhood sweetheart, but uh, I didn't, I, I chose to continue to keep taking drugs. And 
sentence after sentence, getting promised out a couple of months back in for thefts. Or petty stuff? I just shortliftings and daft things. Did the methadone when you first took that, how did that make you feel? At first, at first it stopped me taking the heroin and I, and I but by this time I had, I was away, I'd lost the, the last year I was away. Mm -hmm. So that so spiralled you a bit? No, it didn't. It, it settled me down and I got, I got my own tennis and one thing and I stayed out of jail for 2003 to 2009 and then a wee bombshell came into my life. Uh, the last year I was way in the programme. Scheme? Aye. She, the scheme had all rang, they said that it was Marvin is reuniting with a girlfriend. They had never met this last year before in my life. So this last year was just, I can say her name, can't I? Aye. Uh, Dana. So the scheme, we'll touch on that. So. In 2010, what was your life like before that? How bad were you on the drugs then? I wasn't bad on the drugs then. I actually was, uh, I had a, a good lifestyle. I, I had that good a lifestyle. My mum had entrusted my, my mum's, see my mum's youngest brother. She, she kind of raised his youngest son. See, that was like my, he's, he's my wee cousin, but he's been raised as my, my wee brother. Mm -hmm. So I actually entrusted him to come and stay with me if he was 13. So in my eyes, I couldn't have been that bad. I wasn't, I wasn't taking heroin, that's for sure. I was taking methadone. Sometimes I was taking a wee, a wee bit extra methadone. But my house was spotless. My house, my life was stable. I'd, I, I was paying on my balls in time. I was buying shopping. I was buying, me and a wee man, every, Every month we would go shopping, I would get him a tracksuit, get myself a tracksuit, or and in between that we'd get t-shirts and stuff. Mm -hmm. The wee man was dressed in press, I made sure he was going out looking well. Aye. Uh, so how, when you got the, how did the scheme come about then? How did you end up on that? Because you were the star of that show. Obviously yeah. it didn't share you in a good light, no, but it, didn't, it gave you a platform and it, whether it's, yeah, listen, you're still here to tell the tale. Aye. It didn't, it, it did, it made you look fucking daft. It made anybody for command look, look daft. It made them, the place look like a shite hole. So how did that come about for you? How did that, well, how did they, uh, they were making another programme, uh, this production team, and my, a female friend of mine had, had phoned me and asked me if I'd go in and keep her company while the, the, the videos, the community video there. So I've just quickly put on a tracksuit tap, a pair of sunglasses, done my hair in the room with the dog. Really? Yeah. Household name that became. Oh, everybody, everybody knew that dog. Dogs are your best friend, oh. man. I trust dogs all humans any day of the week. So, um, I've got a picture of him beside my bed still, so I have. Mm -hmm. I miss him with all my heart. Break your heart? Aye, aye. But I made him, he got an air one, an air dog oh. swimmer, so hopefully. Aye. We get one, we get one. It's good you got your teeth and all that fixed mm -hmm. now and all, man. You're, you're clean, which is, a, which is the main thing. So when you went out of that lassie's house about for this documentary, what made them ask you to go on it? Well, the command started, the command started speaking to me and I think if I, I don't know if it was the fact that they realised that I'd, uh, I've got one of the kind of biggest families in, in the area I stay in. Uh, but she just, her words were she found me interesting. 
Do you think it's because you were dabbling at that time? I don't know if it was that, it was because I, I engaged in conversation with her and I was bantering with her and I thought, she maybe thought, yeah, she thought if there's somebody here that will play the game, or, or she maybe thought she had a mug here that like, she'd be able to pull the strings and... A bit dull about you and fell for the shite. And the, the guy that was our partner, that, this guy you could talk the wallpaper off your wall, honestly. <laughs> I kid you not, man. Honestly. <laughs> uh, and he... He just bottled you up and you fell for it. Put line and sinker. Put line and sinker, aye. That's a real one. didn't even need to cast. Honestly, I had this... Uh, so the team came and seen me explained what the programme was supposedly to be about. They told me it was to be about deterring young teenagers from making the same mistakes I had made. And at that time, I had a load of young cousins and a load of young, my wee cousins, pals and that, that come about the house because one of my young, young man stayed in me. He always to come in and I'd say, he'd say, can I got to stay up black shoes off and on you go and let him go up and sit because I felt it was a safer environment for and a safer environment for them to be sitting in my bed than to be sitting in a park. So uh, I just they just manipulated, just totally manipulated the situation. So they, they, they told us it was totally different. It was whoever it was going to be. So on the scheme, it was six families, fully everybody about. Aye. Every, and there was a boys on that documentary that were injecting heroin I, on camera see, and I that couldn't as well. believe that when I saw that. Could not believe it. Did you know how big it was going to be? No, I ne didn't have an idea. I thought it was, the, I didn't even know it was going to be more than one part. I thought it was just going to be a wee, one one half program on maybe BBC Two late at night or something. I didn't think it was going to take care of EastEnders. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's putting more viewers in EastEnders. <laughs> it did it fucking, it, you were everywhere after it. Oh, I'm but for the, it, it, people need to understand, man, that, as much as we can laugh, I remember watching it. If I'm honest, I'm thinking, look at the fucking state of them. Uh, but so, you've still got to take into consideration that somebody's son or daughter, it's somebody's uh, family member or friend that, are going through hard times and it there's something that triggers that after to get into these addiction issues and it's difficult, especially getting shot into that as well, getting to that attention. Do you think your life did you get on drugs more after aye, the show? Aye, I battled them aye. bad after that, so I did be it was just I'd been attacked three times after it. And and then three times, as you can see, I've got scars on my face due to the attacks. I was sitting there for he'd uh, uh, some metal object that cracked a sino bone in my in my head. Uh, luckily, when I got to the hospital, there was a surgeon for Glasgow then, and they were able to do keyhole surgery, or else it could have went a different a different way. But uh, and I was also attacked in the middle of a shopping centre at one in the morning and I mean five guys luckily my pal turned back I'd walked him to the taxi rank and he turned back and it was all because three lasses had asked for a picture and I'm getting my picture with them there's two at this side one at that side the one at the inside here was carrying on puts a leg out the front of my legs and then they step away and the next thing whack, got hurt and he'd do something my pal's 
he said he had a feeling something was going to happen, so he's come back, and I didn't realise how badly I'd been, my head had been caved in. So I, I, I've got up where they're, they're attacking him now, and I, I, I was like, ah, I went to, to help him, and he's like, no, just you get yourself home and get an ambulance phone. I went home, wiped it with a sponge, sat the sponge in the tarpet and went to sleep. And at six o'clock in the morning, I stayed in the town centre this time, six o'clock in the morning, the police had to put the door in to weigh the ambulance service because they'd followed me on CCTV all the way around. But it makes me worry about it took from one o'clock to six. If they followed me and seen me with a heat injury, if it took five hours for me to bring an ambulance service, and if that'd be me and done that in the mall at that time in the morning, I'd be lying probably still doing the sentence for it. Hmm. But well, on your first episode as well, you, did you get to jail? Or did you have warrants for see, it? See, that was another thing they said that I was out running, chasing the dung, get caught with that was lies. Was it? That was that was made up. See the one where they say there's a bit where Dana says that we had an altercation in the in the town and I was trying to get my money off her and I had I had the azipam on me and somebody phoned the police because we were having a wee bit of an argument and the police came and searched me and got me the azipam and I get uh, I get bailed at first because it was my first drugs charge and and I'm back up for it I end up uh, getting nine months. And then for then it's just been drug dealing after drug dealing and sentence after sentence. How did you get treated in the jail after the scheme? Oh, it was a nightmare at first. Was it? Ah, it was, it was just, it, the boys didn't have mean any harm. It was just, see, answering the same questions air and air and air and air again. What did you make of that? What did you do? What? Yeah. How did you get on it? Uh, still with Dana. Where's Bullet? How much did you get paid for doing that documentary? I didn't get paid one penny. Neither did. So you didn't get we, a penny for sign, doing that? We had to sign a bit of paper to say, and for the, the reason it was getting, the show was getting done, I was quite happy to do it for, for nothing. So I was, but if I'd known that I was going to get, Shown in that light, then I'd have been looking for a right few hundred grand. Oh, easy. <laughs> Fucking easy, man. <laughs> right, I was, uh, so, the people who made that documentary, did they contact you after it? Did they show you footage before it went out, or did you just nah. get total through right under the fucking. Never. Right always, under always, a grenade, man. Spoke to me on the phone once since, and then I heard that one a Scottish BAFTA. Were you at the BAFTAs now? No. No. I just, I happened to be in the prison, in prison at the time, they said, if I'd been out, I would have been the man. What a shite, I'd have been the man, that would have been invited. Obviously, mm -hmm. I'm in the jail, so I'm the man that I'm invited. Mm -hmm. Bullshit. One of the other stars of the show was the Doug Bullet. Oh, Clearly, um, that was a big part of yourself. Oh, that was my... How did that come about with the relationship with the Doug? My auntie bought him for one of my twin young twin cousins. There was a... She bought them, them one each, and the the one that Bullet was bought for wasn't he? He wasn't walking him as much because he was a wee bit taller. 
he wanted to be perfect. Stokey, aye. And he didn't get the, the, the looking. Aye, the right a wee bit taller, so he was, but Manny offered me and I took him and he never looked back. Neither did I had him for uh, seven years, I had him for. And then but what happened, then I was looking after the Armand dug at the time and stopped looking after Bullet and let him run out the house. And he just no far from where we lived, there was a main road. He was crossing the main road and he got hit by a car. And he'd take a prosthetic leg and because of the stress it would have caused on him with his leg and the injuries and the amount of people that were stopping because when I was walking, I mean, I couldn't walk from here to a hundred years without maybe four or five cars stopping my veins while I got out and I some growing. Sometimes adults might go and get a photo of the dog. It was nothing to do with me. I was to step back and mm -hmm. they wanted to pet the dog and because they, they could see he was friendly and I, it was my, it was my pride and joy. It was a big loss to me. Aye, so that was, break your heart. Aye, it didn't. Uh, and I was getting all that crap through the side of my door in the jail. Ah, where's Bullet? And I knew that they'd... Try to wind up. Aye. I knew that Doug was away. I was not going to see him again. Mm -hmm. But, eh... Uh, first time I went in after the programme, the, the amount of fan mail I got was... Lassie's asking me, I'm just... I've just inherited a, a, a big house out in the middle of the country, do you want, in Muir End, a big house in Muir End, and one out in the country, do you want to come and stay me? <laughs> uh, so then I, I'm due the tag, mm -hmm. and there's a picture of Dana in the paper, making, bagging up heroin, so my tag's out the window. So I phoned this lassie, the girl that I've been keeping in con contact with, She's like, why don't you get tagged to Marbet? He's like, I said, you kidding on? She's like, no, so sure as God, I probably tagged to Mount Vernon and I'm right up there. As <laughs> <laughs> you do. Uh, just went out the jail. So your life after it, Marvin, because you were in a few hundred grand house in that one point, aye, you know, aye, jacuzzi. Yeah, How was, was your life once it all finished? Did you make a crust after it? Aye, we made money after. What Did kind we? of stuff were you doing? Uh, appearances at birthday parties, stag do's. Much were you getting? Uh, 500 quid a birthday party. It's all right, isn't it? Aye, it's not bad. For Ten years ago? Half an hour's work. Mm -hmm. Ten years ago, aye. Uh, get 1,500 pounds for the, the stag do. That was going to Tina Park to enjoy myself, you know what I mean? Getting paid a VIP pass. And I had a steward walking in front of me, keeping everybody away from mm -hmm. me. So I felt quite uh, oh, a celebrity. Aye, I felt quite good at myself. But you were, man, because you were a household name. Oh, so I you mean, were. Everybody up there, but up there, there was banners everywhere. I love, but I was that, that touched me about the fact that there was banners saying I love Bullet. Uh, I've, I've had some high profile guests on there. I've just confirmed that Robbie Williams is coming on, and then we put you on that you were coming on last night. You've had mere comments and mere likes. You've had thousands of likes and thousands of comments. For you, every guest I've had, you've you've had the most attention. So you have, uh, it's mad. Well, the people has contacted me as well. They said that they've had thousands and thousands of letters wanting to know 
how I ended up taking drugs and also where to know if there was going to be a happy ending with me and Dana. Mm -hmm. I definitely know to that, but <laughs> how I ended up in drugs was my own curiosity. Mm -hmm. And then addiction doesn't discriminate. It doesn't, you can be, that it's no racist, it's no sexist, and it can grab anybody. It's a disease. And that's what people need to understand. It's an, it is, it's mm -hmm. an illness. And I started off taking it because I liked it, but then I, I got to a stage where I absolutely despised it, but to feel normal, I had to take it. Because you were so used to it. Because I was that used to it. And that's one of the reasons why you're on the show today, because we've been speaking for the last few weeks. Aye. You speak very well. It doesn't matter what you've done in your past. You're trying to change your life now. We've spoke about the the, the drug-related deaths in Scotland have risen 30%. Clearly, you know about drugs yourself. You Aye. fucking took them for long enough. But you're back to your meetings you're trying to get a book wrote as well um, you're even wanting another documentary made to kind of put the facts straight and also talk about your life, life now aye. Aye, aye. which is aye. again as long as you can keep on a straight and narrow opportunities will, I would like, they will come I would like them to have they touched on my childhood I would like them to, to have touched on me growing up seeing through school and that because mm -hmm. I was a good footballer and that as well mm -hmm. so I was so how was it at school for you then? I was clever, I had up there, that's what frustrated my parents. Mm -hmm. My sister, she'd, she'd done great for herself, right? She has done really well. I don't want to say too much about her because she's got a good career. Mm -hmm. But she's, she worked hard for it and she had to study hard, whereas that, it, it just came to me. Uh, answers at school and then I would finish my work and then I'd sit and ping the person in front of me with a ruler or Throw uh, chewing gum and folks here, I just just for a, for a laugh, but I didn't realise at the time that I was maybe holding folk back, because mm. just because I'd finished my work, didn't mean that they didn't need a bit more time. Now that I'm older, I realise that. It's so how was it with your your stepdad and your ma when you went after hills when you started getting right on the drugs? How did that make them feel? Oh, it broke their, both their hearts. They're still heartbroken to this day. I can a lot of my mum's eyes. It was my stepdad's 60th a couple of weeks ago and the fact that I was there clean, they were, they were just, honestly, my sister phoned me after it and she, my sister's quite, she acts quite hard-hearted. She says, uh, I seen a twinkle in your eye tonight. She's like, I seen my big brother back and I immediately started crying, right? I, I'm, I'm soft-hearted. My sister, she started crying. She's like, I need to come off the phone now. Because she was actually breaking her heart to her side. And then it was comments coming for us, texts, and we were so proud of you. And I just keep doing what you're doing, keep going the way you're going. You know, it's, 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 it's no perfection, it's progress. You know what I mean? Every day. I'm gonna, every, it's one day at a time. Mm -hmm. See, that's, that was my problem before. I used to be looking ahead and want everything. The no, morning yesterday. I, I, I know I just need to take it one day at a time because mm -hmm. if I look too far ahead, then my head could get... The anxiety kicks in and then aye, the, the, yeah. the pressure goes shit. I've fucked up in my life, but it doesn't matter who you're, Marvin. I say it nearly every podcast, anybody can change, mate. Aye. We've all got past. We've all got past and you're, you're a soft soul, man. I see a lot of sensitivity and I see a lot of vulnerability with yourself. You're a good guy. Thanks. We've spoke for the last few weeks and I know you've made hundreds of mistakes, mate. Same as myself. You'll continue to make mistakes. Aye. 
but you must learn from, try, learn from this time and how many times have you said to your mom that, that this is the last time and this is the last time I'm oh, going to jail and bang to. so it's not a day with your man that anime or your sister it's a day with you aye, only person it's, selfish, aye, it's, a, it's sad but fuck everybody else you need to concentrate on you aye. and keep yourself right and then yeah. because actions speak louder than words we can talk a lot of shit. We can butter people up. I've done it for years through the gambling. Aye. I fannied everybody up with my chat, made everybody laugh and feel good. But I always had an angle because I wanted money off him. I always wanted something. I had a mind agenda. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's the way I've been, but now it's just that I'm, I'm wanting to get engaged to Sharn before Christmas and hoping to get married next year. There you go, Sharn. He's putting it right on you, man. You know I mean, <laughs> I love the last love having all my hair so so what's the plans for you then so going forward for this day now for going forward what do you want to achieve well it's see you get a job it's not easy for me at all because of who you are because of the way that program portrayed me my dad's self-employed and he's got a business he could quite easily have me out but he can't because he's entrusted with who's worth maybe quarter a million sometimes and it actually hurts him that he can't take me out. He says it when he's even he's got a wee, a wee pint in him. He mm -hmm. says, I should be sitting back now and you should be running the business for me. Because he's been self employed all my life. He's never ever, in fact, once I can remember he worked for a double glazing company, that, but that was it. Apart from that, he's always been self employed. Never ever sat back. And it's, as I say, it was his 60s there. So it's, it's time to give him a rest. They've had enough of it. They've had, they've had the 20, worry. Aye, they've had 20 odd years it, constant. And it's so. How long have you been up there? I did it myself. I wanted to do it for them. For them but he, that's a start to seeing, showing them that you've got a twinkle in your eye that you're wanting to change. Aye. But again, you've got to show it. Aye. Do you know what I mean? Aye, actions, actions. Speak louder than, than words, mate. Do you know what I mean? And you will have opportunities arise for yourself. Aye. Do you know what I mean? Even though. Aye, that fucking documentary's it didn't do you any favours, but it still gave you a platform. You can yeah. utilise that to your advantage. I gave my platform that time and I, I was booked up every weekend for 18 <laughs> months. How was it though getting money? Did you think as if you were because you were getting so much money and attention, did you dabble mare onto drugs? Uh, did no, you? no, I didn't. I, it took me away from drugs because I was enjoying the, the life uh, going out to socialise. Socialising. Like I said, I, like, the mere sociable lap dogs. dancing clubs and that, I'd never been in. I, I loved it. I did. I just, I'll be honest, at that time, I loved it. I'd never done I just lived a, a life. A misery. A, a misery and try to keep an eye on my, my younger cousin to make sure he didn't have any road I did. And then I. Uh, Have you ever rode Marv? Aye. How many times? I was in a coma for five days with Valium. So I was. Many did you take? God knows. My mum said I had a pocket full of them. I was just out of the jail and the day before and I just kept swallowing them. And I grabbed my stepdad and fell. Pat was out the house. Put the radiator off the wall. The things I've put away, honestly, I had the diamonds for what they put away off mm -hmm. me. So I just want to give them a wee bit back. Mm -hmm. No, I don't mean materially. I just want to give them a bit of peace of mind. Mentally? Aye. What about um, 
He says you were on the MF, you've been on it for the last 17 years. Do you think you'll ever come off that? Aye, I will come off it. I'm not going to be an old man going to a game. It's no danger. That's, that's, but it's not going to happen in the, the right away future. I'll have to get myself proper stable and then I'll reduce it slowly. Because mm -hmm. I've seen pals do it too quick and then I follow the note, they're back on the, the brown. The gear, the gear again and then chasing a prescription. I don't like that. Mm -hmm. But I do want to be. I want complete abstinence so I can dare get through the steps. Fresh and get, mind. Because you got your meetings now. Aye. Which is a good thing. Yes. It's good to see you doing well, mate. Do you know what I mean? I'm fucking rooting for you. I'm, all, I'm genuinely rooting for you. And as much as people can look for the outside and, and think you, judge you for that show, you're a good guy, man. You're, I'm you're, not the worst. Do you know what I mean? I'm not the worst. People need to understand you've got addiction problems, you day steal, you day lie, you day cheat. I've done it many a times. I just done it in a mere glorified way because I always kind of looked apart. Do you know what I mean? Aye. I was never so deep with the brown, but just because Aye. I, I wasn't that, it doesn't justify it. I know what you're saying. I've still had, I've had many addictions with mm -hmm. the gambling and all I did was lying cheap, man, for fucking years, mate. And it's, I told that many lies, uh, you believe you're in shape, man. I became so fucking good at it. You did end up believing you know it, mean? didn't you? But because you I always kind of kept myself semi-normal looking, kind of always kept myself decent. I fooled everybody, I, I pulled the wheel of the rides. Do you know what I mean? Aye. But we all make mistakes, and for anybody to try to judge of that. Well, see, I had, I, I've always had a bit of a problem with my weight, so me thinking drugs is it. What's the skinniest you've ever been? Shows, uh, well, I'm six feet five, and I've been ten stone. Aye. So, so you're about fucking three stone aye, under? Aye, at least. Mm -hmm. But I came out, when I came out of jail there, I was 14 and a half, and just with a wee bit, I had a wee bit of a bender when I first came out. And so what did you get to jail for? What was your last sentence there? Drug dealing. Drug dealing? I, the last 10 years, my three sentences, four sentences for one for possession and two, one one for possession, one for diazepam and intent supply and two for class A's with intent supply. Mm -hmm. So one there and it's a high jump. So there's no name Double figures. There's no name drug dealing nah. high court it's, I'm looking at a big in the next time so see when you get put inside Marv do you dabble because you can't handle the fact that you've you're fucking up and the fact that you're putting your maw and stepped off through that worry it's when I'm in there it's it's obviously I don't I, I tend not to take so much in the gym or do you know no I, I, I usually always I usually got a job on the wing because I've I, I like cleaning you know what I mean I'm mm. always you got OCD? Aye, that's just true. It's yeah. funny, mate, because people look at junkies or ex-junkies or addicts and they think, dirty bastards. It's funny, the majority of hussies are fucking spotless. Oh, aren't aye, they? They're flat spotless. I know, uh, listen, I've had pals with addicts and family members and they used to always make sure that he, their hoose was spotless. Aye. So it is. Every one of my flats full of coming like that. No expecting it. It's when they walk into a den, mm -hmm. I mean, they walk in and it's got the wee canvases up mm -hmm. and wee scatter pillars and wee runners across the boat in the bed. Because mm -hmm. I, I was talking to Yellow and I was saying that Scott Brown and Kieran Tierney, Scott Brown had a track on and somebody cut a photo up and put your photo <laughs> standing beside him with a track on and the scheming. <laughs> Scott, Brown, uh, Scott Brown put it on his Instagram. Ah, yeah. Um, I, I, I think that's class, man. You've done, you done that. <laughs> yeah, that's class. Because I'm... Say it man. Uh, yeah, I, it's, uh, man. It just... But the, even 
you're still getting spoke about to this day. Aye. Do you know what I mean? And uh, I know it's good, mate. And I'm glad you're telling your story. So for the pe other people that were in the documentary, who's alive and who's dead? Uh, Do you know? There's one of the, one of the, one of the young, see the, the young boys, Stephen. Right. Uh, he 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 was ill, wasn't he, through drugs or anything like that? That wee boy wasn't into drugs. Uh, I, 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 I had an illness. It, I, I think they knew that there was a chance that he would die at a young age, but mm -hmm. he was tw 23 or something. It was, it was a sad time to see a wee guy at that age. Anybody that age to go sad. Aye. Do you look back at that and do you have regret or do you think, do you know what, I did it and it's... Well, I did regret it for a couple of years, but it's done. It's done now. So if I live in regret, I'm just going to keep going back the way. So all I can do is move forward and try and make a positive, make positives mm -hmm. instead of taking all the negatives for it. So, uh, so because then they says it was to help the younger ones, but clearly it never. Nah, it's, it um, it's glorified. It, uh, so now you're one. You're only straight and narrow. I want something. I want to do something to to put it out there. That's it's an opposite way they should go. What's the longest you've been clean since you were 19? Uh, eight months when I came out of the turnaround. And that was just meth? I paid if I'd been in the jail. That was me just doing my meth, don't I? You tried to get into Phoenix House? I tried to get in. Uh, unfortunately, Ayrshire, for some reason, don't pay the funding. Everywhere else was getting offered it. Me, another boy, got to showed when about. They told me that my enthusiasm was, they could see that I was more than willing to, that they could tell I wanted to have it. I fitted the criteria and there was a bed there for me. Uh, I got a two-week extension in the, the detox place and then the coordination manager came and put me to the side and I could tell he had a sad look in his face and he'd put the other boy before it and he was kind of chirpy with him and I said, what? I mean, it was not me, but something. But it wasn't it. It was uh, just doing this way. So Phoenix House is to get you after meth as well? Aye. Aye. They, they'll take you on a, a certain amount and then they'll, they'll detox you. And for there, you move to, I think it's six weeks in the, the detox bit. And then they move you on to a, a bit where it's, we are just trying to get used to life without anything at all. You know what I mean? A life mm. with abstinence. And then after, and all, and all you're in the, the complex for six months, but then there's resettlement flats next to it as well. If you want to, want to change, want to move mm. out of Kilmarnock. But it was just because you've been in Kilmarnock majority of your life. It's hard being in a place where you're so used to it and always bad habits can slip up. Would you ever move for here? Aye, I would. Me and Shannon have spoke about it, really seriously spoke about mm. it, and we're actually thinking about having a look for somewhere up in Glasgow. Just a clean slate, mate. Aye, just a... I think that's what they, they, they both need. And how do people treat you in Kilmarnock, the new? Are you still getting that attention? Uh, there's no day passes that I don't get a couple of calls stopping. It's usually boys, it's usually guys for the town that will stop like, a photo uh, you'll get folks can buy shouting obscenities, you know what I mean? You get abuse now. Junkie, this and that. Well, that's 
How does that make you feel? Low. I mean, because they don't even know me. Mm-hmm. Take uh, take five minutes to get to know me. When I, uh, when I first heard it going with Sharon, we were walking into a certain street anyway, and somebody knew her said, uh, "Really, Sharon, Marvin Beard?" And I, she, the old me, the old me, the kick time said, "Hey, you fucking!" But I didn't. I just says, I waited till I was right below, and I said, "You don't know me." I says, take half an hour to sit with me. Because everybody that does says, oh, you're totally different to what I expected you to be. You're nothing like that. It's like, what did you expect to sit down with? And their heat would pop out or something. And right. I turned into this mad. It's because you've got that label. It's going to mud sticks as well. With it, is, it is, aye. It's, it's hard to get folk to believe it. Mm-hmm. When you tell folk you're, that's me, I'm trying. I'm, it's, it's as if they'll know no way to give encouragement because it, the, I hear that it's just what a jealousy as well aye. what a jealousy because so maybe if you're I clean that I actually do something in my life you know what I mean because see what happens is Marvin see when you want to change people will root for you because what happens is you're not above them yet so when you want to change people will root for you but see once you start taking all them aye. then that's when the bitterness and anger starts because what you start doing is shining a light in their life that they're no well, that's they'll no fucking utilise it. Because that's I was to start every secondary school in Scotland, right? With a certain MP who I'll no mention because she went apeshit because I relapsed. I'd been half everything done here for a while. I'd put a good bit of weight, I was looking healthy. Uh, and I'd been asked if I would go around and speak to third and fourth years. And I was like, brilliant, that's ace. One of my pals come in one night, haunt me a bit. She said, give the notice a wee charge. And then bang to a fly photo. And I felt it. Outline sinker for it. And I'd, I'd been at it for five or six months. Without even bought, bought no even born my ass at all. Photo from me and go, nah, no, no interest in it at all. And then that you got to ask yourself, is that really pals? Is that really pals? No, that guy, apart, uh, a couple of months later he came and tried to rob me and done that. There's a guy who's on the podcast called Dan Penn and he he says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. So it changed your life, You've got to, it's, a, it's a fucking lonely journey as well. Oh, so. I've got, I can cut my thousand man Because um, when you start saying I'm going to do this or even coming on here today or you're going to go in schools, People don't want to see you oh, telling your story or doing well. We don't want to see in your feet because your your success will start shedding a light on theirs, and it will start getting them bitter and angry and jealous. This is a society we're in, but you still need to stay true to yourself. Uh, Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to let it set me back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you have got massive opportunities out there in the next six months, next year if you stay clean. Because if, let's face it, mate, I'm going to be honest. No cunts want to. Nobody believes that you're going to get yourself clean. No, I don't you know. know. I know because I've been saying it for long enough. But that should give you the fucking determination. That's, it's going to be, that's, that's making me, it's that and really, I, want, I really want to give my mum and dad a break. So I do. Mm-hmm. I want to give myself a break. And you moan it a couple of years ago and see this year I've had four, four, uh, pardon me, four chest infections this year already. So I, it's my health is it's at risk as well. You any holes in your liver or your kidneys or oh, your, nah, nothing like that? Nah, nah. What was your what was your go to drug at your worst? 
The smack? Valium. Valium. Mm. What was the mess you took in a day? 80 to 100. Didn't know what planet I was on. Didn't know what planet I was on. It's a central nervous system that hits uh, as well. It slows the breathing down, and I'm already on methadone, which slows the breathing down. And after the pneumonia, I kind of think that's how that last sentence I spent most of my heat because I knew that it was my health. No, it wasn't just like losing like family, keeping me away, and no getting a girlfriend and things like that. It was my actual. Uh, that when I had pneumonia, it was pneumonia, septic shock, and multiple organ failure. My heart stopped. I had to get the, the defibrillators. The thirteen hours of working on me and resource to keep me alive. So it, it touched home then. When was this? That was uh, September two thousand and seventeen. I got to jail eight weeks later. So we're in the jail thinking, man, I could die in here I as well. Aye, aye. I was because at first I wasn't the two good when I first went in, and then. I just started eating well and, and I came out the heaviest I've ever been. I, I was wearing fitted taps and I was uh, them. No, no I mean, hanging off you. Aye. Do you look back and think you're lucky you're still here? Oh, aye. Aye, for the drugs I've took. Some people are here that have took nowhere near the amount of drugs I've took and they've lost their lives. So what way you've got to look at that is you're here for a purpose. Yeah, you're here for a reason and your misery and pain could be somebody else's book, a fucking how to help and how and hope. Do you know what I mean? Aye. So you can talk about your fuck ups, your jail, your addictions, the people you've lost. Look, we all make mistakes, but if, it helps one person, if you can yeah. if you can say, Look, this is where I was, if you've got all photos of yourself nearly dead in the jail and then showing yourself two or three years later, people go, if he can do it, I can do it. There was a guy who I used to speak to, we'd done a homeless documentary, a guy called Charlie. Charlie was on the brown for 30 years. The guy changed his life and now he's helping homeless people. Changed well, his I, life, I, man. I know a lot of people are. 30 years. From my way, mm -hmm. uh, they, they run this, the CA meetings and that about my way. Mm -hmm. And they were, I used to use with them, they were in a booth for way before I was and now they're, they're high in life you can see it it's, they're, it's, they're bubbling mm -hmm. and, that, and you're looking at me you're just saying that i want some of that but just but to get there it's difficult aye. change isn't yeah. easy marvin you look at people anybody with addiction problems watching or not you've got to dig deep nobody's coming to fucking save you oh do you know what i mean can't be mine how you're difficult in spending uh all the years i've spent in jail and mm -hmm. watching for people coming to try and slash me or can't be much more difficult than that. No. It's it most it's mental because I went to, to get a drug test done a couple of weeks ago. Uh, a drug test not done. I, I don't know, I didn't know I was feeling kinda of anxious this day. And I was sitting there, she said, that's wrong. I says I says, honestly, I says I said, I ain't because I, I, I take I take seizures every so often, right? I said, I ain't gonna take a fit. She says, Why? I says so I don't know, I said, I think I need Valium. And she done a drug, the drug screen. And she's, she's like, uh, when was the last time you, you took them? Because the doctor advised me, until I see a neurologist, to take one or two when I'm feeling like this. And I said, I took two, two days ago. And she sat there, the thing down in front of me, and I, 
negative. And it, she says, your shoulders went back. She says, and you, you, my full man, there is a change in it. It's like a light bulb moment for you. And that's sort of, I'm, is my head there a number one man? What I mean is it, is my head trying to tell me is it just boredom kicking in? Is it my head trying to say that, oh, you could be doing maybe something with Dave once, or boy, right? Because I know what I can do once. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to let, see, I take, the difference now is I take a minute to think the consequences. Mm -hmm. I've never thought about consequences before. You become selfish when you've got addictions. Nah, and that's the first thing, to, that's a good thing to touch on if you've got the deal. Listen, I think about gambling, I think about getting mad about it, I think about just going a mad shagging spree, mate, and just nah. fucking everything and, and just getting mad about the weekends and no giving a fuck but you're selfish because everything has consequences everything has that ripple effect where who else right. are you hurting when you do it but yeah, that's what the the stair to own in the in the detox place I've had that many heat injuries my memory's my memory's bad as well but you could lose and it you could circle for right. and the and it starts off and then it was the ripple effect my family then it was society bringing down the area and before I knew it it was a circle this size with about 10 inside it you know what I mean so, mm -hmm. so I know my use is not just affecting me it's Aye. affecting everybody run you everybody and run but the good thing my, is, man. Lose my woman. Yeah. The good thing is now you're identifying it. Aye. You're identifying. All right, if I did this here, because if you take one volume, let's face it, you're going to be twenty, thirty deep. Aye. Fucking back in the jail next Any week. Time. And you sitting here the noon, talking about you want to change and you want to help other people in school. If you're in the newspaper in three months, people are just going to go. F they're, they're just going to go anew. Do you know what I mean? So you need to find that fire and dig deep and go. Do you know what? Fuck everybody else, I'm just going to prove me right. I'm going to prove me right this time that I can change, that I can better my life and I can give people hope. And come on, look, Glasgow, because a lot of people who are sitting with you who are sitting in that position now watching this, who's got major addiction problems and they don't think, I can't change, but anybody can. I am, they can. I've, you know I've I mean? seen people change that I never in my life thought, and never, far worse than I ever was, and now they're. Honestly, there are powers in our community, so they are now. My big pal Jed Neal as well, who I had on uh, the podcast, the guy's absolutely flying, he's doing motivational speaking. Ah, no, I should have said that. I'm still a wee bit of that nervous when you see when I'm talking. I, I, I tend to get her hangs and mm -hmm. I'll jump for But he was so... His confidence, Aye. I can tell that he's just he's educated himself. He's just he does yoga and breathing techniques and all the natural things that we don't you don't take externally. All the drugs and whatever you're taking, I think, is kind of to to stop your thought process because we don't want to feel that pain and hurt that we've caused everybody. But there comes a time we need to pull the reins and go, fuck it, I'm taking responsibility. I have done a lot of bad, but I can't change it. Your past is called your past for a reason. It's about Aye. fucking concentrating on it now and shooting yourself into the future. You can write and change that chapter of your life for what you want to write for the future. And I hopefully, man, that you prove everybody wrong, but first of all, mostly you prove yourself wrong. I will, I'm going you know I mean? Definitely. When your mom and your stepdad, when you went out of that documentary as well, what were, what were they thinking then? They, they, they only kind of knew a wee bit of symbolism, but I told them about it, that, but, I, but I thought it was going to be a... 
Did anybody try and stop you for doing it? No, because it was... We didn't think it was going to be where it was. I, I thought it was going to be a wee... Like I said, I thought it was going to be a wee... Half an hour hang on BBC Two. <laughs> two in the morning. Two in the morning, aye. Before it be... <laughs> UK, aye. prime time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... Unbelievable. And it's all right, I was laughing, mate, but there was boys on that we spoke about it earlier, injecting, man. That's nasty. Why do you like to show that to... I mean, let's be honest, people out there know... But they don't give a fuck about you. They're trying to create a show, which they did do, and everybody watched that, including myself. I was tuned right in because what happens is people go and speak about that the next day, and I go, you're fucking joking. That's the topic. That's the topic, and then then that sticks with you for, for the rest of your life. And did you ever contemplate suicide or anything, Marvin? No. Never? Never. Never. Too much to live for, so I've... Well done. Too much mm -hmm. to live for. Mm -hmm. Aye, good, because a lot of people can get in that attention, especially the amount of drugs that was getting used to go, this is becoming too uh, much. It's never, I've never take that road out, never. Mm -hmm. Never my family through that. They've done, they've been through too much for me to... Go to take these away. Are you on license or anything now? Eh, uh, I've got to December, I. And that's you? December, I. That's, that's me. Clear everything. And then hopefully get after meth. Aye. And then if anybody's watching, to, if you get an email address or anything, anybody can contact me, we can try. Eh. Uh, or social media, Facebook? MarvinBale79 at gmail.com. For anybody who may be interested in making a documentary or Marvin's want to write a book, man, it's an interesting story to contact Aye. you, mate. Aye. So, for now, and then you're trying to get out of, of Kilmarnock, you want to get engaged. I've got a lot going on, a lot, yeah. a lot of that today. Mm -hmm. So, this will keep me busy through this, a time when I need to be kept busy. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the time when I need to be kept busiest. What do you look back now for your life? The new what age you thirty nine? Thirty nine. What do you next month? Full bastard, yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking forty. What age are you used to? Sixty. Here's twenty years ahead of him. Don't worry. Um, so looking back in your life, Mars, what do you think about it? Uh, I had a great life as a as a as a youngster. Mm -hmm. Great life, holiday every year, great Christmas, always bit dressed in the best, always dressed in the best. And then I had a rough, had a rough time at The wee bit of good fortune after I get picked up with a, a, a couple of agents and then come down here for an outstanding child. I was booked up for two years every weekend. I'm doing here for an outstanding, uh, no being a community service. Had sick lines for every, every individual day that I've been there. The lawyer threw them to the side of the way, the lawyer wanted, and because he knew that I was moving on to a, a lawyer up in Glasgow. So he's through the sick lines to the side, we'll know you as every day, and go to jail. And I know, I don't care what he, what he says, he got to jail deliberately that day because he didn't want to lose as a client. Mm -hmm. Did you have a lot of people use you? After the scheme, a lot of people yeah, like PC and just a lot of people trying, a lot of people trying, but fortunately, I, I had people there in front of me to to stop that from happening. Because mm -hmm. there was an air production team trying to approach me 
while I was staying in Cleveland, and they were asking me, I uh, stole that idea from me, so uh, how would you feel about doing a wee four? I was like, eh, eh, because they were a few, they were like kind of heavies. And I phoned my agent, and he sent a couple of bodies through, and it was, I never heard anything else about it. Mm -hmm. Aye, good. And for coming on today, mate, and telling your story, is there anything you'd like to finish up on? Just uh, there's aimed out there that's interested in let, letting me my story in paper and put it out there for people to pick up and read, then mm -hmm. contact me. Because we've only touched yeah, on Facebook. Because we've only touched on a very small percentage of stuff. Um, I just wanted to show people that you're in a good place, you're getting your head straight, you're out of jail, you've got your teeth fixed. You're not as fucking bad as people make it, mate. Um, but mud sticks, and it's going to take, you don't need to prove everybody wrong, you only need to prove yourself wrong, and clearly it. that you've got a soft spot for your well, family. That's my mum says, and she's like, I said it, she says, well, you're doing this for, what is the real reason? She's like, is it setting attention? I says, no, I says, I want people to know that it was not a day with childhood. I says, addiction doesn't discriminate. She's like, but end it matters to you, end it matters to you, knows that you're, that you're no an a-hole or a, a bam. Mm -hmm. They know you can hold a conversation, they know that you're, you love your family, anybody that matters to you knows you. I says, but I want to put it out there that. To be honest mate, I don't know your background stories and if, if for me looking in and judging it would probably be that your mom and dad were addiction, had addiction problems. Yeah, addiction problems my family mate, so is, my mum and dad not. And, not just goes to and, I, and I know that anyway, it doesn't matter your upbringing but that's me judging. And that's me probably thinking he's probably came from a broken home and no, um, the case. It's crazy, yeah, isn't it? With a beautiful house. I've been a lanta. See there's thirteen years between me and my sister. See before my sister was born. I had a wee game room in my house. The spare room was a game room, I had a pool table, a computer, a dartboard, etc. I've spoiled rotten to be honest. Mm. That was maybe the, the problem. But do you know what? Everything you've been through, you're still here to tell still the tale, mate. That's it. And, um, and I believe opportunities will arise. I'm a rooting for you, mate. I genuinely believe that you can stay in the path that. and, oh, and whatever that. I can do to help, mate. You know, you've got my backing. Yeah. And then for you and Sharon for the future, brother, I genuinely wish you all the best. Right. Thank you very much. Why not a problem, mate? Right. Cheers. You can also watch my podcast on my YouTube channel. The link is in the bio if you'd like to subscribe. You can follow me on my social media platforms to see who my next guest is. Follow me on Facebook at James English 11, Twitter, James English 0, Instagram, James English 2. You can also download these podcasts on iTunes or Spotify. Sports Social Podcast Network.